Me and my cousins. It's a podcast. Three guys, three decades, three perspectives. Me and my cousins. It's a podcast. Morgan Coffee Co. is a small batch coffee company out of Point Pleasant, New Jersey. They feature unique blends inspired by the Jersey Shore, and every month they feature a new single-origin coffee from around the world and their new Flavor of the Month Club. Bean Morgan Coffee Co. is giving our listeners 10% off all coffee and their recently released K-Cups. Visit Bean Morgan Coffee Co. and enter Cousins10 at checkout. Bean Morgan Coffee Co., the roast from the coast. Once again, it's the Me and My Cousins podcast with a very special episode. So special, in fact, I just send Mike and Kenny back to the kids' table and take this one all for myself. Uh, I'm doing a reunion episode of one of my favorite podcasts to ever come out of the Jersey Shore Arts Entertainment community. From 2015 to just about 2018, three great guys, great comics, great podcasters got together and they analyzed the first appearance of some of the biggest comic book characters ever. So from Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, right through the Marvel era and into the 90s with stuff like Spawn and, and Sandman, they kind of let you know where the, the, the heroes that were all watching these blockbuster movies and Netflix series now got their start. It was a really cool podcast because I'm a very casual comic book fan. I know like the big ones, I've read like The Watchmen, Dark Knight Returns, but I can't tell you like when my favorite Steve Ditko run of Daredevil was. I'm not that kind of comic book <laughs> fan. And these guys did a great job of making it welcoming the new people and teaching about the, the history of comic books and the history of these characters are now in multi-million dollar, billion dollar blockbusters. And tonight, I finally used the me and my cousin's vehicle to do something I wanted to do for the last two years and put all three of these guys on the same podcast with a reunion of the first appearance introducing podcast. We got Rob Avon, we got Mark Henley, and we got Jack Steiger all on the same podcast. So let's just, let's just start alphabetically. Rob, how are you doing, man? Uh, I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. It's been too long since I've seen or talked to you. What uh, what, what have you been up to since the, the last year or two since the, the first appearance podcast disbanded? Um, <laughs> well, first off, I, I do want to say, uh, Mike and Kenny, you got to stay at the kids' table, bro. This is only for the, the guys, all right? This is for the big boys, <laughs> big dogs, okay? Second big off, dogs, uh, yeah, this is big dog time. This is, not, um, or, this is not Archie Comics. This is graphic novels by foreign writers. That's the level. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, no, for, I mean, the last like two years or so, uh, you know, nothing. Uh, I ran the, uh, the, the Dog Pound open mic up until uh, it was, uh, January of last year. And then, uh, you know, the last year it got, it got pretty weird. <laughs> so I've just been... Uh, you know, I've been home a lot, been working a lot. That's that's basically it. Yeah, man, I think it's, every, it's everybody's 2020 in a nutshell, right? Uh, trying to work and stay employed and staying in my house and minding my own business. That's pretty good. <laughs> good way to do it. Uh, Mark Henley, the big dog. What have you been up to since the show ended a couple of years ago? What's going on? It's the big dog, Mark Henley. Uh, <laughs> I've just been doing stand-up comedy. Uh, you know, uh, I, I moved to Jersey City, uh, got real into yoga um and now i'm an official on a roast battle show so i'm doing all sorts of weird shit out here yeah man good every every, I, every time i see you, one of either my mics or the roast battle show i love seeing you out on the road and i love that you still make it down to the jersey shore even though you kind of moved up to jersey city when the when the podcast ended and been doing big things up there uh jack steiger what have you been up to man 
Oh, oh, you know what I've been up to. You, we, uh, we, we dominated the Jersey Shore comedy scene. You and I and Joey B. That's what we did. <laughs> we, we did. Yeah, we had a very good run, and it took a worldwide pandemic to shut down the ABC comedy shows, um, which was obviously in a year where so many people passed away and so many things were affected negatively by the coronavirus. Uh, that's one that I, I don't love to admit it, but I, I was sad to see that happen to our show. But what else have you been up to besides that? Magic. <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't stopped rob I love Mark. It. I, yeah it's i it's uh it's only gotten weirder and darker yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's a good uh good good place to start oh um, yeah, yeah. three of us all went on very different paths after the podcast <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. I, I, I got more into comedy. Yeah. Rob, uh, Rob, you know, got married, has a family, and Jack has uh, contacted the dark arts in a level <laughs> that we have not seen before. Right? Yeah, I do think yeah. if, if the if the uh, first appearance podcast was a movie and it ended at the last episode, and then you did like one screen each of where are they now? If Jack's the last one, all the viewers are kind of like, wait, wait, what? What happened? Oh yeah, <laughs> because because Rob with a family now makes perfect sense. Mark on stage at Comedy Fight Club with a, a combining professional wrestling, battle rap, and comedy makes perfect sense. Jack with the occult stuff, I don't think a lot of people would see that coming. So Jack, yeah, talk about. I mean, you were into it. If back you knew in the day. Jack, then you would know that that makes perfect sense. Come on, right? Uh, I um, mean, it, the, the cult stuff started with the the first appearance podcast, anyway. Yeah, oh, it did. yeah, it. it, it Actually, Rob Avon, you are to blame for <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like if it wasn't for, for yeah, me introducing you to some comic books, then, uh... <laughs> it, it literally was comic books. It's like that, I, I forget when there was some time period like this thing where comic books were decried as this kind of gateway to Satanism and the dark arts, and, <laughs> and that's what really piqued your interest. <laughs> Well, I was talking to you about my interest. Like, I had a very superficial interest in magic, not practicing it, but I kind of liked it as a plot device in fiction and stuff. And uh, you, you, you recommended some lectures to me that a comic book writer, Grant Morrison, did. And I walked. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I don't know if I told you this story, but I, the night that I watched that lecture by Grant Morrison, I literally had a vision, like. And it was at that moment that that was, I think, the beginning of it all, you know, and you're to blame. It's you, Rob. Well, you're welcome. Well, I feel like we should build into this. I feel like we should start at the beginning and then, you know, along the way, yeah, we get to the. What, what I, I want to do is Jack this. I tried, to, I, tried <laughs> yeah. to, I tried to Tarantino this podcast. I started what you've been up to recently. Let's go back to the beginning. Okay. Obviously, yeah. all three of you guys in 2015, when the show started, were doing stand up comedy hosting open mics. Uh, maybe you're on other podcasts. I'm not aware of that. Oh, but you're obviously listening to other podcasts. What's the, what's the, the genesis of the show? I'm assuming it started at the crust and crumble open mic. You guys all started hanging out and had the idea for it. Am I right when I guessed that? Well, yeah, I've been, Mark's I, idea. yeah, I, yeah, I started, you know, I, I was, I've been doing comedy about a year then I, I like uh, started doing comedy while I lived in New York and then ran out of money, had to move back in with my mom. Uh, and I was working in a donut shop trying to, uh, figure out how to be a comedian and I had an idea for a, a podcast based on the first appearance of the comic book. Jack, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> what am Jack. I doing? 
You sounds like you're drinking I was just with drinking, your hands. No, I was drinking water. It's oh, you know what it is? The mic is going against my sweater. I'll fix that. I was okay. actually gonna say did, it sounds like we're recording into a device inside a sport coat co- pocket at a cocktail party. You don't want anyone to know you're recording them. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Just relax. This is a Mercury retrograde thing. There's bound to be uh you know bumps and stuff. Okay, so Mark, Mark, why don't you take that from the top of how you got the okay. idea for the podcast and how you guys met and all that stuff? Um, yeah, no, no, this classic Mercury retrograde. But yeah, as I was saying, um, we, uh, you know, I, I was doing comedy for about a year. I'd, uh, I, I lived in New York and ran out of money. I was starting to do comedy up there, and then moved to it. My mom was working at a, a donut shop trying to figure out how to do uh, stand-up comedy, and I had an idea for a podcast. Um, which would be that we cover the first appearance of comic book characters. And then I came to uh, Jack, who I would just like getting close to at the time. And then Rob, who I wasn't that close with yet, but I knew like comic books. I remember pitching it to them. And then uh, to my surprise, we actually like made it happen, which was very <laughs> exciting to me because like, you know, at that time, like you're just starting comedy and you're trying to figure out like, how do you like, even be a comedian? Yeah. And it seems like you can just sort of tell people you're a comedian and go on stage. And now I'm kind of like, well, maybe we could do a podcast. And then I was like telling them about it. And then uh, Rob, I think, was just organized enough to be able to actually uh, make it happen in terms of a, a real thing. And that, that makes sense to me because what I always liked about the podcast was I liked the dynamic of Mark was super in to the comic books, right? Jack yes. was varying levels of kind of interested to annoyed by the comic books and rob was like the perfect dad separating the big brother and little brother apart from each other and keeping a voice of reason on the episodes and i think really that like i think if it would have been just three super dedicated comic book guys it wouldn't have been as good it would have been three guys not that in the comics it wouldn't have been a podcast at all but i think the three personalities breaking down these characters is perfect and the reason why i think it hit me so hard was Right, it came out right about the same time Age of Ultron came out, right? So that's mm-hmm. when you start making movies about not not the big characters. Now Ant Man's about to come out that summer. It's Suicide Squad's the next summer. So the big movies are touching on these characters that are not Batman, Superman, Captain America, Iron Man, They're like the next level down heroes. And you guys exposed me to a lot of them I knew nothing about. So I think that was kind of a, you hit the timing right and the dynamic right with the three hosts. Yeah, and I think it, it really was a good dynamic because I was again like obsessed with like all these comic books and like I had a reverence for like all of these things that were happening. Even when the comics were bad, I still kind of loved them. And Rob is like an, a normal level comic book fan where he likes good comics but dislikes bad comics. And Jack had only <laughs> read two comic books before that. So like he has no he doesn't like so neither one of them felt a any type of need to like the comics at all when we were reading them. So I feel like a lot of the episodes I was like Guys, don't you? Isn't this amazing that we're seeing how this begins? And both of them would be like, "This is yeah. terrible." <laughs> You're like, uh, "Guys, this is uh, the first appearance of Pace Pot Pete. This is this means something." <laughs> and we were like, "I don't think it does." But yeah. the one as a, as a, as a huge fan of the show, and I think that's coming through in the way I'm speaking about it. I listen to every single episode. Also, it hit me at a weird time in my life. You guys debuted the show about a month before my daughter was born. So those first couple of months of being a dad, I couldn't get out and beat it at every crust and crumble or be at every mic at the scene or whatever it was. So I kind of was living, not living vicariously, but kind of you guys were my lifeblood to that world for the first couple of months of being a dad. And it was great. I really appreciate that. But um, 
the, the one thing I would say was a shortcoming was if there was like a, an issue with a lot of different stories and say the third of the five stories was the first appearance of Iron Man, but the other four stories was nothing of any significance whatsoever. <laughs> you guys still went panel by panel of every story. <laughs> and I listened to every episode. Oh yeah. And I, I was very, I was very certain that we had to do it that way. And I'll tell you this, none of the other guys felt that way. <laughs> but to me, I was like, this is the most important thing. We're really getting deep into it. There, there no, was one, know, one of right, my favorite but... ones before I let Rob go. You guys yeah. are talking about one of those, like, like third story in a book where there's nobody significant. But there's a guy named Leslie whose car breaks down and his wife is very <laughs> passive aggressive that he can't fix the car. <laughs> and at one point during that episode, uh, Mark says something to the point of like, we have to read this story. And, and, and Rob comes out with, who the hell cares about Leslie? <laughs> like just with such disdain for this comic book character. <laughs> I remember being in my car and laughing out loud at how much he hated the character Leslie. <laughs> we were doing like a lot of these like golden age uh, comic books, which would which would be like comic books from like the 1940s published by DC. And the, the golden age stories were just uh, bland detective stories that were really racist against the Chinese. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we would end up doing like a two hour episode where like six of the stories are just like some bland white guy that's like, like fighting a Chinese guy, like the entire time. And they're just like, why are we doing this? And I'm like, because we're, we're capturing it all. There's also one yeah. of my one of my other favorite episodes has frequent guest and friend of both of our all of our podcasts. Dan Gagliardi was on one with you guys, and I think it was like a uh, like a, a Lovecraft inspired comic or whatever, where like like a giant octopus from space that was taking over a cruise ship or something. And he's like, "What's odd about this comic book is these characters are equally equally afraid of this alien from outer space as they are of Chinese people." Oh, <laughs> I think it's so indicative of that time in American history. Yeah, because you don't really shout out to Gagliardi for that, man. I still laugh about that today. Oh yeah, he he was great on those. I, I wanted him to be on as many episodes as possible, but I I, I don't know if you could believe this. He also didn't love reading racist uh, detective <laughs> stories from the forties. So that being um, said, what what are some of your guys' favorite episodes? I want a couple from each of you guys. Either your guest was great, the character was great. Somebody said an insanely funny line of the two we just said. Um, what are some of your favorites? Out off the top, I got to be on one about the Punisher, which I thought was really good, but never aired because of audio issues. I was on one with uh, from Archie Comics with uh, 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 George Takai, first appearance. Yeah. Not a great comic, oh, yeah. but I had a ball on it with you guys. I did the first appearance of Aquaman, which was really fun because I like Aquaman. And then a character named Ravage from Marvel 2099, which I don't think is around anymore, but was kind of a, a cool <laughs> comic for the 90s, I guess. What um, what are some of your guys' favorite episodes? Uh, one of my The first one that always jumps out to me is we did – I loved all the Archie episodes because uh, I loved those a lot. And, again, the guys seem to uh, not like them at all. Um, but <laughs> one of my favorite ones was we did an early one on the first appearance of Kevin Keller. Uh, which was Archie, the first time Archie had ever met a gay person. And, yeah, I was going to uh, say the same thing. Same yeah, and, and, and I thought the storyline in that was kind of dumb because the storyline was basically that like some, uh, uh, Veronica yells fail at Jughead and then Jughead creates an elaborate revenge plot against Veronica. And I was like, that's kind of silly. Could you imagine having your feelings hurt by someone saying fail? And then Jack kind of gets quiet 
and then tells the story of when that happened to him. And then <laughs> as we did the episode more and more, Jack like opened up more and more and just like really uh, got deep, like emotionally on, on, on many things in the episode and was really like vulnerable and open. And it was all based on like, like taking this comic that most people would kind of dismiss as being, you know, uh, trite or something. And he really like explored some deep emotional things based on that. And that to me, like, I think, and that was our fourth or fifth episode. And so that one to me is always like a, a very, very special one. Yeah, man. I always like the ones where you get to, got to know you guys a little more than just as comic book fans. I thought they were great. Uh, Jack, what do you got for episodes that stand out? Either great guests or great characters you guys looked at? Yeah, I actually have no recollection of that of that one Mark mentioned at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, obviously that one was an interesting one. I actually I remember when we did we we hit some kind of milestone, and we in in I did we we like listed our ten favorite comics, and mm-hmm. I listed that as my number one just because logically it had to be because I was so <laughs> connected to it like. You know, and uh, it wasn't a particularly good comic, but it just resonated with me. So that episode is quite interesting. Uh, just like I remember, yeah, there was a that was a pretty good moment. To be honest with you, I was kind of aware of what I was doing. Looking back on it, I was kind of like, "This is actually good radio." <laughs> like <laughs> I, we were all trying like, to be like we we're all trying to be comedians and like trying to be podcasters, and I feel like especially in those early episodes, uh, one thing you had is that you were very open, like emotionally about things. So like, yeah. I think that really helped a lot of the early episodes be that like, you would sometimes just kind of go off on a, a certain like uh, thing and it would really make the episode very interesting. Yeah, I was, I would, I, I definitely sometimes tried to foist my life onto the comic, whatever we were reading. I would definitely do that to kind of give myself something to talk about. Um, but yeah, that's one episode that, that sticks out. Um, I remember there was a few where I was drunk. That was quite fun. I remember. Uh, there, there are quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are a few. I remember one, there was something, there's one episode where it, it I, I remember listening, but like, I, I remember showing up to it just kind of, so, I was a, uh, hanging out with a comic and this other, this uh, film producer, me and this comic were trying to um, like kind of juice him up to fund a short film or something. And I, and I, and I ended up, and I came to your house and I was, uh, and I was pretty sauced. And then I remember yeah, the, that was when you showed up, you had, you were, you had no shirt on. You had a five, one of those five gallon jugs of water that they have in like water coolers. You had oh, yeah. one of those. Sunburn. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was roasted. Yeah. I was like, just, yeah. yeah you, you completely sunburned. <laughs> Living large. You're just like, um, all right, let's record a podcast about a comic book. I forget like, what wait, episode what? it was. I have a feeling it was like Sandman or something. Um, but what I remember you, you, uh, when you the beginning of that episode after the intro, you, you you just hear Rob going, Jack, don't bite the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was a moment in that episode where um I got up to uh to to get a I guess maybe maybe I was getting up to get another drink. And uh and then 
Rob thought he he was like, all right, I'm gonna uh, hit pause, and then you didn't though, and then he was, <laughs> and then Mark and Rob are just there talking, and then you hear Rob is like uh, to Mark like, how do you think this episode's going? And then Mark's like, I don't know, I think it's okay, and this eat Mark's eating, and then Rob and then Mark's like, how do you think it's going? And Rob's like. And this is just Jack's just off the rails. And <laughs> I, you were like kind of hand wringing about <laughs> about the trajectory of the episode. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's a, it was a wild time back then in 2015 yeah. and 16. Rob, what are some of your favorite episodes? Um, I mean, it's it is it is a little tough to remember, yeah, because we did like a hundred and some episodes, and they were all like. I, like I liked certain characters. I I did like when we did Sandman. I thought that was like uh, unique, kind of because everything everything is always like superheroes and whatnot. And then that one it was very different from anything that we were doing at the time. You know, it's just yeah. like one, one thing that that sticks out about that episode to me. And I put the Spawn episode in the same category was the, the comic books that came out in like the forties, fifties, sixties. They were clearly for children, right? Yeah. The fact that those characters became adult movie stars 50 years later is kind of a weird thing. Those ones that came out in the 80s and 90s, those writers and, and illustrators and companies kind of knew what they were doing, right? They knew their audience. They knew it was an older crowd. And it was like like adult contemporary comic books, right, at some point? Yeah. They, those were all guys that were like – they grew up reading, like, the kids' comic books or whatever. And they were like, this could actually be, you know – a higher form of art if you know if it's elevated and you know you have your neil gaiman's and your grant morrison's that are actually you know elevating the the you know the medium um one honestly one of my favorite episodes which it wasn't even like a comic book uh it wasn't a first appearance but it was uh after we went to um comic-con in new york mm. that was that was a lot of fun uh, one of the things like the big takeaway from that day i remember uh Jack is like a huge Godzilla fan, and yeah. the the guy the or, the guy who was in the original Godzilla suit, the original Godzilla man, he was there, and Jack got to take a picture with him. And I just remember him being like the happiest boy on on Earth. <laughs> you got a picture of the yeah. real OG, a real original yeah. Godzilla yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, that was that's another. That yeah, was no, that was actually. Yeah, I remember that fondly. Yeah. Because I was kind of, I went into comic book, like the Comic-Con, not really into it. Like, I was like, this is like. Right. You were very uh, hesitant about the whole day. Like, yeah, yeah, this is like, whatever. It's a fun thing to do, but I don't really give a shit about any of this stuff. Yeah. Then, I believe yeah. I was actually wearing a black leather jacket that day. <laughs> I, I, I yeah, believe we, you were, yeah. We went to the Comic-Con. I, th- I think I was a little skeptical, too, because I was like, what are we doing? Why don't we have free comics? And then we get there, and like, we both just like we all just came back and just, like talked about having a nice day together. So yeah, I think there's yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah, no, that was actually another, very. Another... I, I remember that fondly. I was actually thinking about that going into this podcast tonight. Like I was thinking about that that, that yeah. just that over the the gloss and the 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 optimism and hope. <laughs> Uh, our our greatest oh, scheme now. that we ever our greatest scheme that we ever executed, I think, was uh, there was a period. There's one where we were doing uh, the 2099 month. We we're doing different characters from 2099. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of the the Ravage one, and there was one where we did uh, Punisher 2099, um, which was a comic written by a guy named Pat Mills, and uh, it was a, about like uh, a dystopian future where 
the police are privatized. Now, I'd read the comic and I thought it was like kind of goofy the way that they had written it. So I had a conservative friend of mine come on the podcast and kind of to represent the uh, the idea of like, you know, uh, what a positive might view of a privatized police force might be, which I don't know if you can believe this. The rest of the guys uh, I, I didn't uh, seem to like that. No, uh, we, we could not find any sort of common ground. Yeah. Like, like again, like he, 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 the guy that we had on, great, great guy. I love the guy. I, I feel like I remember like Dan Gagliardi in particular. I think, I, I think looking back, I can think now his view of being like, why would you do this? Um, but like, <laughs> which I think was my general thing, you know, with podcasting a lot of times, there's a lot of mind games, I think, um, on my part, but uh, we had that going on. But at the same time when we were playing the episode, I think I had cold emailed the guy that wrote it. And I was like, Hey, you want to be interviewed about you, you about this podcast, about the comic. And so uh, we didn't hear back from him. But we released the episode, and during the episode, we all say that we hate the comic, and that it was very bad, one of the worst <laughs> comics we'd ever read. And then a day later, we get an email from the guy being like, yeah, I'd love to be interviewed. So then it was like, to, to me at that point, it was like a heist. We're going to interview this guy, and he doesn't know that we've already publicly shit on his comic. <laughs> and uh, I wasn't going to like, you know, have him on and be like, oh, man, your comic sucks, this sucks. But like, we, we basically like had a whole plan. We we're going to interview the guy and kind of like see what he had to say with this comic, and like um the day that it was supposed to happen it snowed and like jack couldn't be there it was just like i like, drove through the snow to get to rob's house we could call this guy in england and like interview him about this comic that he told us he hated um that, no, no, that we'd all said we hated and like that whole like experience of that was like very fun i think was like probably like maybe the best one of the better schemes we ever executed on the podcast yeah, I, I 100% agree yeah, that, with that. That was an epic run of episodes between the, the political debate on the privatized uh, police force to getting yeah. the actual co- – I remember I, even myself thinking during those couple of weeks, I'm like, this is probably the peak. Like, this is probably the <laughs> best of the day. Um, and then we did another 70 episodes. Right. So, yeah. you know, so here's the I, next question I have as a fan, right? You guys are clearly still mm-hmm. friends and get along. Uh, you did 100 and about 10 episodes. What happened at the end? Did you just run out of characters? Did everybody get busy with other parts of their life? Why did it end in 2018? Well, I think um, there came a certain point where uh, where Jack left the podcast because I think he wanted to do other things. And I think he was getting kind of frustrated with having – I mean, I don't want to speak for him, but I think he was getting frustrated with having to uh, carve out time in his week to read these comics he doesn't like anyway. And then, you know, recording it, – it's, it's not like a small time commitment. Even like – you know, you, you just coordinated uh, recording this with us. It wasn't easy, you know, to get everyone's schedules to line up. Right. The Zoom no, call. We, we, we were we doing it in canceled person. canceled twice, changed a couple times. It took a while. To, we, we started planning this around Thanksgiving. I texted you guys about this the week of yeah. Thanksgiving, and it's <laughs> yes. mid-February. Yeah, so, uh, you know, Jack at some point had left, and it was just me and Rob. But at that point, like, I, I think it was something me and Rob did when it was just us. I think those were still uh very good i think i think if it had started me and rob i think it wouldn't have been good but i think like we'd kind of at that point develop yeah, it we, more so uh yeah yeah but um at, at a certain point i was i was living in jersey city and rob was living in, in you know brick new jersey so it was hard to get the time to, to do it and i think like i don't even remember quite when it kind of ended i think we kind of just got to a point where like uh it was just hard to schedule it and keep it up you know right and I would say as, as a fan, I think a hundred characters is probably about a good place to wrap it up. You know what I mean? How deep, how deep dive into 
some of those teams and stuff. Do you guys want to go? Are there any ones you didn't get to that if you kind of the ones that got away you wish you could have put on? Uh, certainly. I mean, if, if the podcast had been popular enough, I would still want to be doing it now. Um, even if it's been years later, like, like, I don't think we ever would have run out of characters. The one thing I always wanted to do that we never did was there's a, uh, nineties Superman story where Superman dies and he's replaced by four other characters. Um, and I I would have loved to have done a whole month. That was just those characters. Okay. Great. Yeah. That that would be cool. Definitely. Rob, anybody got away from you? Um, no, not really. <laughs> well, you nailed it, Jack. Like... <laughs> Jack, anybody yeah, I... on your end you wish you could have covered? Um, that that's an interesting question. Um, maybe uh, I would have enjoyed. Probably, I would have liked to have done like maybe like the Invisibles or some other comic that I would have wanted to have read anyway. Um, I just okay. want to say that the reason I left was. I was I, I I did it for attention, and I was actually planning on coming back, and then I saw that the <laughs> podcast had ended, and then I was like, Ooh. got out of there just in time. <laughs> uh, well, I was like, I was gonna, I was gonna like come back and just make this glorious comeback, and then it, uh, but then it, I was like, then it was over, and then I was like, I just kind of moon walked away. Yeah, nice. it was been a hell of a storyline. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to acknowledge real quick. I got the idea for this reunion, and me and Mark were at a Super Open Mike 64 event in, Bel- in Belmore, and we we're playing the X Men early 90s arcade game together and oh, talking about so like, how great this, yeah, we were having a ball and talking about how great this, this podcast was. And like the next day, I texted everybody, I was like, oh, let's get together and try to do this. And then it took three months to make it happen, but I'm super happy you guys made time for it. Real quick before we wrap it up. What's the state of comic books today? Are you guys still buying them? Are hard copies still coming out? Um, I know there's a couple of comic book shops around, but clearly print media, if you believe what's out there, is on the way out. I don't know if that's 100% true or not. But um, what's, are they all digital? What's going on with comics today? Are new characters still coming out on any kind of regular basis? Uh, Rob, have you been reading? I haven't been reading comic books lately. I feel like doing the podcast and then reading comics a lot then, I, I think I sort of read all the comics. I feel like I read yeah. like a lifetime's worth of comics during that time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you especially, you were reading, you were, you were obsessing about it. You were trying to read, like, as much of, like, especially, yes. like, the old, like, the golden and the, the silver in bronze and, like, all of the older stuff. So, like, any newer comics, like, you were still reading some stuff, but you were, mm-hmm. yeah, probably a little burnt out on it. I, I do pick up, uh, you know, stuff from, from time to time. Um, not, with the pandemic, early on in the pandemic and everything, like, how everything had to shut down, obviously, but there were a lot of comic book shops that were doing like uh deliveries and you know anything mm. to try and you know just stay afloat and i know like comic book fans are like fucking obsessive man you go to like a comic book store and the same guy's going there for 20 years you know like that's just his spot so there's a lot of loyalty built up there um yeah, yeah. It, there's always seems- new stuff coming out yeah Nice. Well, right, I want to go the industry. It seems like Marvel's still doing good, but DC. There are rumors that DC might even like, uh, like stop publishing comics, so they might sell it to somebody else to publish. Yeah, yeah. I read. I read that too. That's kind of what I was getting at. That sounds was insane. Big <laughs> it seems like one of them is kind of changing the business model completely from what they've done for like the last seventy years. Um, 
I think it would kind of make sense, right? If newspapers are all on our tablets now and our phones, is that what happens to comic books? Maybe. I have, I have no idea. You guys know better than me. But that being said, um, I want to get some quick takes on some comic book stuff happening right now, just fast. Rob, what did you think about Wonder Woman 1984? Uh, yeah, I, I kind of the same thing everybody else said. It, the, the first one was really good, and uh, this one was kind of uh, not as good. And, yeah, I wanted to uh, like it so much, man. I like the yeah. 80s. I like the character. It just didn't do it for me. Um, Mark, <laughs> what'd you think? Uh, I think it's fun to watch uh, Chris Pine and Wonder Woman uh, be charming together. But <laughs> overall, the storyline didn't make much sense. And I watched it with my roommate who doesn't read any comics. And like, so there's not even like a knowledge base of, of you know, years of comic precedent. So when certain things happen, like, uh, like when the one character just like becomes Tiger, he's like, what is happening? <laughs> yep. Yeah, like, I can see. I can see where with no no prior knowledge that would be hard to swallow. Jack, did you see Wonder Woman eighty four? No, I kind of really don't. Uh, not even the big blockbuster movies. Not even, just not. I don't even like fiction anymore. Right. That honestly, <laughs> where, where, where I am with comics now is I go watch the biggest movies, and that's about it. Uh, yeah. Mark, quick take. What do you think about WandaVision so far? Oh, WandaVision is excellent. I, I watch it every week. It's uh, uh, it's really great. And then, uh, can I spoil the one thing? Sure. Yeah. So they've they've crossed over the first like X Men Fox character into the Marvel universe, and that's been done amazingly. It, it, it's basically like uh, everything I would want from like a, a Marvel series TV show. Um, and it's kind of like more fun than a lot of the Netflix ones were, and. Uh, you know, it's better done than like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So I, I love it. It's incredible. I, I kind of like the Netflix ones, but I thought they got a bunch of characters in the Defenders. And they were like, this character is not interesting enough to make a two hour movie about. Let's make a 12 hour series about him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the, Rob, what do you think about one like episodes in? I get bored. Uh, Rob, what do you think about uh, WandaVision? No, I, I 100% agree. I think it's. Uh, it's really good. <laughs> it's, okay. it's like, a, it's so weird. And uh, they're doing like interesting things every week. And like the whole format of like going through like uh, different, you know, generations, different decades of TV shows. is just like a really weird way to tell what's, what's turning into a super dark story. Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen it yet. I got to check it out. And last one I got on the comic book. Horizon. You have me WandaVision. Well, you just said you don't watch or read fiction anymore. I still would, <laughs> I would still like to be asked. Sorry, do you watch WandaVision? I haven't seen it yet. So, are you like me, or are you like these guys? No, I, I don't watch. I don't watch. I don't partake in fiction. <laughs> I, I told you I don't watch fiction. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, last one I got. You guys excited all about the Snyder Cut of Justice League? Uh, I am definitely nah. interested in it. Yeah, that's nah, interesting, Rob, that's, because yeah. if you remember the first time I met your lovely wife, Dana, you were walking out of Batman meets Superman, Dawn of Justice. I was walking in. We happened yeah. to run into each other in the parking lot. And I believe you guys were on your first date or one of your first dates. So I was there for that, right? And I yeah. said, how was it? And you said, it's an ordeal. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah, and you yeah. weren't wrong. You were, you were totally right. But uh, what do we think about Justice League? Are you excited for it? Going to watch it? Going to give the DCEU another four hours of our life or not? Uh, dude, I think it's so strange to go back and re, re-edit and, like, add things in and, and extend it out by, like, another, whatever, hour and a half. That, yeah, like, <laughs> whatever they do, if it's, uh, even if it's terrible, I mean, you still got to check it out, you know? Yeah, I, I've, I've seen Justice way. League. 
I've seen Just League twice, and it's not a memorable movie. And I, I love everything. It's, it's just not memorable. So I feel like watching, I've already put four hours into this movie. I feel like another four hours, I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> well, that's kind of why I'm, I'm interested to see it is because it's like, because it was so like forgettable and a nothing when it came out. And, like, yeah. and they were, <laughs> Zack Snyder's like, I'm going back. I'm going to fix it. Trust me. We're, we're going to do it. I promise. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you, which, which if you would have told me when I was a kid, there's going to be a movie with Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, and Cyborg, and Aquaman, and it's going to be average and forgettable, like Mark said. And there needs to be another <laughs> movie with Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Scarlet Witch, and those other the Marvel. Like that's going to be way better. I wouldn't have believed you. Like when I the yeah. DC characters, when I, at least in the eighties and nineties, were just so much better to me. But the way that Marvel has kind of taken that ball and just ran with it and made the DC movies kind of kind of a laughing stock at this point. I, if you would have told me that in nineteen ninety five, I would have laughed in your face. Sure. DC is more experimental. That they, especially for like the past, you know, ten. I mean, kind of always, but like you know, DC Comics made Watchmen. That they make they make like a lot of really great things because they go out a little more. But then yeah. also sometimes that doesn't pay off at all. Marvel has much more consistent quality control. You know, yeah, uh, I, 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 notable because it's 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 pretty experimental and uh, you know certainly more experimental than they usually do. But like that to me, that's part of the DC thing is that you know. Sometimes they put a bunch of money in something and you get like a boring movie like Dust League or sometimes you get like HBO's Watchmen TV series, which yeah, is like I, very good. I heard, yeah. I don't know if you guys listen to any of the Kevin Smith podcast, but he has, a, he has one called Fat Man, or it's called Fat Man Beyond now. And it's him and Mark yeah. Bernardin. And they said something there I think is pretty legit. And I know you guys aren't really sports fans like I am, but I think it's a great analogy. DC is like a kid that's born with all the tools. Like he's tall. He's got no body fat. He's athletic. He's got great reflexes and doesn't have to work really hard because they have the best characters. Like we just got to tell people we got to move Batman, Superman fighting each other and everyone's going to automatically love it. Right. Marvel took a kid that wasn't like the fat, strongest, fastest kid in the world and made him Rocky. Like we're going to work out, work everybody, be the first guy there, write the hell out of these movies and take the B level guys like, Iron Man, Captain America, Ant-Man, and just make a much better movie. And I think that's kind of what happened. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, yeah no, that. 100%. Yeah, that's a great analogy. Yeah, yeah. I think they, they also just, they acted fast, you know? I think, uh, like, DC was kind of doing these, like, standalone films that were really good. Like, these the DC comic book adaptations, like the Batman films and, and uh, some of the Superman films, like... Um, they were good. They didn't interconnect. But then Marvel kind of went with this shared universe thing, which could have been a colossal failure. And, mm -hmm. you know, businesses, like Hollywood studios are very risk aversive, very risk aversive. And um, so it was a big gamble, this whole shared universe thing, because if you like set up all these films and then they're going to interconnect, like you basically are banking on all of them six, um, you you need all of them to succeed to some extent. And yeah. Not all uh, make money. So they made a really big gamble and it paid off. And, uh, and uh, but yeah, now, yeah, but I, it doesn't matter. It's all like, we're literally living through the end times and like we're watching, <laughs> watching comic book movies. <laughs> Talk well, we aren't even watching comic movies anymore. They, they, they've, they, they haven't released uh, Black Widow yet. The, the end time stopped that because you couldn't go to theaters anymore. 
I guess we saw Wonder Woman 84, but that's kind of, you know. Right. The worst part of the pandemic, right? Not being, yeah, not, yeah. <laughs> not being able to see the Black Widow movie. <laughs> well, I, I was just, I was thinking about like, uh, about you guys talking about 19, Wonder Woman 84. And then I remembered what I watched it while having COVID on Christmas Day and eating Domino's pizza with my roommate who also had COVID. Oof. So in some ways it, it was a real low time in, in the year for me. <laughs> <laughs> and still, and still the worst thing about the experience was the movie itself. Uh, yeah, honestly, honestly, Domino's had some pretty great, uh, the, the, the chocolate lava cake, man, that's, that's top tier. Yeah. This is probably around the time I was doing the introducing podcast. I was, you know, still partying quite a lot. And there was, I had a moment like that with Bojack Horseman where I went out one night just got completely just destroyed. And then I watched, I ate a whole bag of potato chips and binge watched Bojack Horseman. And that was kind of my dark night of the soul. Oh, wait, we didn't go into the, the, the Jack's magic origin. Yeah. So, so Jack was like real anxious. This is, I mean, this, you know, Jack can tell you himself, but he, he seemed to be real anxious. Like, like there were points in time where we would record with him and he would talk about like his heart was beating too fast the whole entire time. And then uh, him and Rob seemed to have some conversation about magic, and then Jack got real into black magic, and he seemed to legitimately calm down. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not really a believer in magic, but magic really did seem to have a big uh, positive effect on Jack's life in terms of just, like, really bringing in peace. And, and that came from maybe, like, 10 or 15 episodes into the podcast when we started talking about those comics. Nice. Yeah. So comic like, books changed his life. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I would say podcasted. It was kind of like it wasn't exactly reading the the comics. It was the thing that Rob showed. But yeah, it, it was the thing that Rob showed me. It was. A, it wasn't on a podcast, but um, it was because of the podcast, and it was yeah. uh, related to comic books because it was through that uh, one writer, Grant Morrison, who wrote. Uh, he wrote. Like the Invisibles, and he yeah, was Doom Patrol, writer. a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right, mm-hmm. so I, I think it's it's easy to say the podcast did a lot of good things for a lot of good people. I looked forward to it every week for over two years. Loved being a guest on it. I, it opened my eyes to some characters I didn't know about. I helped Jack out in a lot of aspects of his life. You guys just heard. It made Rob and Mark better friends. Uh, so, what's next for each of you guys? Let's go, Rob first. Uh, obviously, first appearance in the past. What are you What are you doing next? Um, well, I mean, right now, not doing much of anything, but me and Dan Gagliardi, we're still, uh, we're going to bring back the, the King Me podcast. We've been, uh, on a hiatus, let's say, but, um, yeah, that was like, you know, where we talk about Stephen King movies, all that stuff. And now, right now it's like, I don't know, there's like 10 adaptations coming out like every couple months. So, Yeah. Just okay, so look out for King Me sometime in 2021. Uh, Mark, what do you got coming up next? Uh, I'm the, the Big Dog Comedy Fight Club. Uh, that's a roast battle show that uh, used to be on Gas Digital, but is now on YouTube and is a podcast. I'm official. I open and close all the shows. Uh, I, I get people all fired up to uh, for, for the roast battles. And at the end of it, I wrap it up, kind of kind of go an overview of it. Um that when we uh it, we slowed down a little bit because the pandemic and it's hard to do live shows but we're going to try to do like one roughly a month i think the next one's coming out uh thursday probably it's upcoming thursday i don't know when you when you release it but that'll be on youtube um if you want to check that out i've got 
some good battles. A recent good one was against uh, Nathan Orton, the brother of uh, pro wrestler Randy Orton. Uh, it's me and him roast battling in a backyard somewhere. It, it, it's, it's weird. Um, and then also uh, I do these videos called uh, Bomb Mode Cypher where me and my friends do uh, stand-up comedy out in some weird-looking place. We make like a rap cypher except with uh, stand-up. And then I do a podcast called The Super Seniors. And, and all that stuff's great, man. If you guys are smart, go check that out. Jack, what's next for you? Well, um, I've given up stand-up because I think uh, there's zero – like I, I personally just – my read of it is that there's no there's no future in stand-up and uh so i've given that up so i really have nothing well i do a podcast called the steiger tapes and uh that's um i basically talk to uh predominantly i try to talk to magicians like you know tarot card readers astrologers um witches all that kind of thing um but also some artists and uh so that's the kind of the the most public facing thing I'm doing. Um, I'm also, I'm also moving back to Australia guys. Um, are you moving back to Australia? Yes, I am. When are you going? Um, that's up in the air, but, um, uh, I think it'll happen. It'll happen pretty soon. I'm trying, I just, there's a few things that I've got to deal with first. Um, you know, but I'll be going back before you know it that's gonna wrap it up for the me and my cousins podcast they said i couldn't do it they said i couldn't get rob avon jack steiger <laughs> and mark the big dog henley on the same podcast they said i couldn't reunite the first appearance podcast so i had to reunite the first appearance podcast guys thanks for 100 plus great episodes thanks for entertaining me for over two years and i really appreciate you guys getting together with me tonight for everybody on the me and my cousins podcast this episode is brought to you by bean mug and coffee co use promo code cousins 10 for 10 percent off at checkout and hit me up on all social media at mr fifth round that's mr the number five t-h-r-u-n-d me and my cousins it's a podcast it's a new year it's a new season of the me and my cousins podcast i got the books coming out this year mike's got a girlfriend it's instagram official i think kenny got a new haircut big things in our family big things on the podcast and we got a sick lineup of guests for 2021 for you guys from music we got dj fun size we got rodney course from garden state hip-hop we got ramsey said what from what's the movement we got the whole itm click on one episode from the world of comedy we got richard dweck we got ziggy from the roast room we got sabrina we got carl callen and of course we have the recap of my roast battle with matt nesimeno from comedy fight club from the business world we're bringing in everybody from runner's high we're bringing in the owner of ghost harvard creative and from the podcast world we're having a reunion of everybody from the first appearance podcast me and my cousins it's a podcast